Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 186 of Final Boss TV, the Wild and Gay rating show today, and one of the very last few potentially times, depending on I have to keep saying this, just to keep triggering the YouTube comments, that that intro will be updated soon enough, and the whole intro of the show will be changed, just so you know when it happens, you're like, what is this? I don't know what this is anymore. But uh, what today is, is the Protection Warrior show. And uh, winter is coming, you know, I had a ton of quotes set up for this, but uh, winter is coming is the biggest one. So Game of Thrones is back, so you can pair up your Final Boss TV and your Game of Thrones back to back. I've even got like a sweater on today, even though it's not cold in Florida, but you know, just to cosplay for the event. But don't post spoilers. Come on, don't, don't be that way. Just, well, if you're on... The internet go off the internet for at least six weeks and then come back and we'll see you then i guess or we'll find you on youtube but today's show is going to be all about the protection warrior and i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for some very special nerds and ladies i have to extend my support for supporting the show the stream and everything in between over on the show's patreon page without them this would be a much smaller overall production and if you like what I do here and want even more podcasts, behind-the-scenes show notes, and a whole bunch of other little things and stuff that I put Taylor over there, that's going to be over on the show's Patreon page, linked down below. Or, of course, if you're watching on YouTube right now, it is in the description box. But you can follow along with the show notes, and there are extra podcasts we put together that are off the script, that are just behind-the-scenes-y kind of nonsense rant and extra discussion. You can find those right there. RSS Feedable. And again, all the actual shows get archived to the YouTube channel if you did miss any of those in the past, as well as the side content that I put together. So you can go check all these out over on the show's YouTube channel as well if you did miss anything. And of course, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music are where you can get the shows audio only. You can just go to finalboss.tv and you can hook in the audio only stuff right there if you need to. Take it wherever you, wherever you want to go. But today... We have one returning and two new guests. Merak, welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while, and you're on camera this time. Who is this? Yep. Yep. It's been, what, like two years or something? It's like um, February 2017. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back, though. Thanks for thanks for having me. A little bit has happened with the uh, the Shield Boy since then, would you say? Yes. Uh, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. Because that was early Legion, or like 7.1, I think, was yeah. last time. And it's pretty different now. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of stuff. Joining you today to help break all the stuff down is Lala. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Uh, pretty excited to be here. You've got MDI on the other monitor, I think, yeah? Oh, yeah. Keeping a close eye on that. Yeah? I wonder what's going to happen. You're just watching to make sure you react to any of the time that the Prot Warrior dies, right? Is that what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Giggle about it. <laughs> and then super serious farming mounts here we have sense hello sir welcome hey how's it going he is actually prepping irl for the najatar patch already yeah that's right <laughs> you're gonna wait for your nerfs but you've already got your fish behind you i like that's it right so over the course of today 
And again, we haven't talked about Prot Warrior specifically since, let me double check. I really think it was like February. Goodness me. In 2017, it was quite a while ago. Oops, that's not what I wanted to click on. So first off, we're going to go back around again real quick here because we have two new guests on the show today to talk about thunderclapping all the things. So, Sense, what do you do and dabble in in the world of Warcraft? How long have you been playing Prot Warrior, being part of said dabbling? Do you put together any resources or guides, or are you just a guinea pig? What do you do in the community, sir? I've uh, been playing since vanilla. I played a rogue back then, had an alt warrior in TBC, and I swapped over to tank in full time and a mop, I think was when I swapped over in the guild. Uh, as far as guides or anything like that, I just do the blockable slash reflectable guide for people. So it's like go and test stuff, see what you can block, see what you can reflect, and just put that on the spreadsheet. And then that's about it for that. Ooh, where is that resource located? Uh, it's in the Skyhold Discord server. I can link, I can it. link it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a resource. Make sure you put that in, in our Discord, too, so I can put that in the YouTube stuff, too. That is... Let me give you... I'm going to give you one of these. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know... So you, you go around and find all the stuff that you can essentially break with... More or less, yeah. How many things have you found in the past that Blizzard takes away from you? Quite a few. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Oof. Quite a few. Oh. The big one was the Gahoon. Um, oh, like, <laughs> that did, was fun. Did you get that taken away, or did Max get that taken away, or did Max find out from you and then Max showed it on stream and then Blizzard? I did was it like, a couple months before that clip got popular. I just didn't uh, put it on there so that it wasn't a widely abused thing. But yeah, it's mm. it's pretty broken. Yep, but no one really knew at the time because no one used Prot Warriors on exactly. That's what we have to thank you for. I like it. Lala, how about you, sir? What do you dabble in in the world of Warcraft? How long have you been playing Prot Warrior? Uh, I have played since vanilla pretty casually back then. I didn't start playing Warrior towards till the end of Wrath. Um, I didn't start really like raiding, raiding in like a serious environment until WAD, HFC era, a little before that, like BRF. Um, but since then, I've always just been like trying to keep up with a casual schedule, semi-hardcore rating environment. Um, and other than that, I'm Rock's guinea pig. He says something sounds cool to go test, and I'm like, I'm gonna go try that. Ah, pretty much. So like my analog from the enhancement shaman community when <laughs> Persian word up says this is pretty good, and I ask what's what's good, then I just go do it on stream. Okay. Yep. I can respect that. And then Merak, who the heck are you, sir? And what 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 have you done since the 2017 show? Um, not a whole lot new. I've also been playing since vanilla and like main prot since Wrath, pretty much. But um, main things I do is just uh, run run Skyhold, the Warrior Discord, uh, do do like kind of like prot three crafting and stuff like that, and make like some weak auras and and things like that. Um, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Hmm. So I wanted to give a, a quick little side shout out here too with uh, one of the past past guests, but the the Wowhead guide writer. So do you guys work together with Laryl to put everything together there? I don't know if there's a rift between the Wowhead stuff or the Icy Vein stuff by chance, but Marok, do you guys all sort of collaborate and smoosh that all together, or how does it all work with you guys? Um. Yeah. We we talk sometimes, and yeah, I guess it's everything I do, right? The uh, Icy Veins guide. Um. 
but um, the Wowhead and the Isuvian's Guide, they're they're a little bit different. Um, just the way things are laid out, of course, and, and all of that. Um, but um, yeah, we, we talked to Lerald and, and things like that. So more or less, they should both be both be like good guides to, to read. Okay. And then what are there any other resources that do you want to make the Protection Warrior players out there aware of? Do you guys have everything sort of coagulated inside the Skyhall Discord? Or is there anything else out there? I mean, because we talked about the, the Google document, that's going to be there as well but you don't have like a, a web page front like some of the other communities put together do you um we have so i made a there's like a skyhold website skyhold.gg but i haven't updated it in a long time Two I think. Years. Well, shame <laughs> it's it's been like the last thing posted to it was shame. october 19th of last year but um in the skyhold discord there's a guides uh channel a resources channel that has like pretty much everything listed in it okay um yeah. and then i guess really the only other resource that i kind of recommend is uh tank notes um tanknotes.tk ah. uh, panthea makes that and it's a really good site um for for tanks and and like tips on certain bosses and stuff that's actually a website let me pull it up here real quick this was talked about on a previous show a while ago and it was in its infancy i think back in legion uh when it was discussed or at least brought up and has it it's come a long way since since then right let me go Ooh, let me go through here where does all the information get pulled together for for tank notes is it from a different just grouping of tanks or how do you guys put all this stuff together um Pan well panthea he has a discord for the site i know some people make suggestions there and stuff but i think it's mostly just him like he just he tests stuff or look at looks at streams and things like that and he just puts everything together huh I just walks. I'm looking at Jaina right now, walking through everything here with the different little clips of different things happening and interactions, tank profile damage, all this stuff, tanking notes. Hmm. Interesting. I know this was a resource that was coming into its own, but awesome. All tanks. Yep. We'll have to see what uh, gets updated here in 8.2 when things shift slightly, but. I suppose more on that as everything develops. But I wanted to go with a uh, look into the past first. And every spec show gets sort of asked a similar question in this opening segment. But uh, the past and the future and the current present state of the sword and board warrior, it always seems that the prop warrior, prop paladin always have this weird, totally either OP, always use them, always have one in your raid group. Or then there are long stints of just use bears and brewmaster monks and don't worry about the sword and board warrior or the or the paladin. I just look not that good, right? So why is this a weird sticking point for Blizzard to figure out balancing with this imperfect imbalance? Do they want tanks just to have to play different ones as the tiers and the patches roll by? Or is there something that has been hard for them to get, I guess, numerically figured out because the other tanks will have the different mitigation styles versus the actual shield tanks. But Merrick, what have you sort of, what's, what do you think the decisions and problems they've run into over the years have been? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people say that like block tanks are, they're, they're too hard to balance or whatever, um, just because of the way the mitigation works. I don't really necessarily agree with that. Um, I, in my opinion, I think it's just a sort of classic blizzard pendulum where they like something something is weak or perceived as weak and they overbuff it and then it's like 
everyone wants, like everyone plays that. Um, and it just kind of goes back and forth. Um, I would like before, I would say at the beginning of BFA, um, before they did like the, I don't know, they buffed Vanguard like three times before they buffed Prod a few times. I would say Prod was in a really good like balanced spot overall. Um, and now yep, we're definitely kind of mm-hmm. overpowered a little bit. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's just a matter of they, it's just community perception and Blizzard over buffs or over nerfs. And then you have the situations where it's like everyone are using shield tanks or whatever, and then no one is. Well, it's one of those things too, where it's like if you look at the death statistics and raids and stuff, it's always warriors and paladins at the bottom. And I don't know if that's like what helps them base their buffs off of or what, but it's one of those things where like if you mess up, you're going to notice that you're going to die. And that's probably why they're buffing the passives and stuff like. Yeah. Yep. I was going to go to you, Sense, actually, with, um, with if there's any, any key points, since I say mop forward, that are the better or the best incarnations of different pieces of the puzzle that they've put in, that they've taken out, vengeance. or that they want to put... Uh... <laughs> Bring back vengeance. <laughs> no, but uh, like Ravager actually being worthwhile to use would be good. Um, what was it? The Legion artifact gave us the spell reflect, where it reflected all spells during during the uh, reflect duration just didn't get eaten from the first one right so that that'd probably be a little much now like with reaping you reflect all the stacks from their melee attacks shit like that but in general those are like two of the kind of big things that i would like to see be worthwhile spell reflect is just kind of a uh, eh, right now yeah it's good for reflecting certain boss abilities and doing a bunch of damage but it lasting the full duration was pretty good lola you had something you wanted to add to this uh i think just the general like increase to our rage per second closer to what we had sure. in like Tomb of Sargeras era. Uh, the spec just feels a bit slower now than it used to and overall I kind of understand that, that is something they wanted to go for. Prot historically was really really high APM spec. If you go back to like Emerald Nightmare people were running like 120 APM and stuff like that. Yeah, Just playing the spec optimally. Uh, now right now we're at like 70 something so uh for people who have played it a long time, it feels a lot slower, but it still is one of the fastest playing specs in the game. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind just a small increase to our rage generation just to see a bit more ability usage. And actually, let me bring this up because not everyone might realize the APM scaling here. Let's do action per minute. Uh, so the simulation craft stack that is 815. And this is the patchwork stack, which goes through based on the priority list that is put together. This is the current APM layout. Protection Warrior is the most actions per minute on average of any spec in the game at 71 on patchwork. Yep. yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Ignore pain off the global is huge for that. Yep. So, we were like 45, 50 something before the patch. Now we're up to like 70 something. So that's yeah. a little wild. Now you're saying that's. I don't know. I've always kind of wondered where the the perception comes in that people like it when the game is faster, even though I think that World of Warcraft is still one of the fastest MMOs on the market. Without a doubt. So even when you're in like the, the high 40s to low 50s, that's still almost almost an action per second, right? That's still like, that's a, that's a lot of decisions. So yeah. In my opinion, 
at the end towards the end of legion when prot was like i don't know, like 100 over 100 apm i was like too fast honestly mm. um i don't know some people enjoyed that but it, it kind of it just like you're just spamming the whole time right. and like, that kind of gets a little boring um and now you know it, it's also it's also a little bit misleading to look at that that chart and you know where prot's at the top because a lot of specs don't have something that they can press off the gcd like every couple seconds or so right. um so the apm gets inflated by that and i'd say like prot now it definitely is a lot slower where it's like i would say it's kind of on par with i don't know the average spec in terms of pace or whatever if you don't consider ignore pain right. um and that's just like personal opinion whether or not you, you enjoy that because i know a lot of a lot of people like complained in legion about how fast prot was but then, of course, a lot of people complain now that it's not fast enough. So, it's a weird one. Because I, I was expecting, so I went to the dungeon slice as well, and this one shows Fury at the top. Well, it's Fury, Brewmaster, and Protection are all tied at sixty-seven, so just barely over one action per second, and that makes a little bit more sense. I feel like that's almost the upper crust, upper echelon of how many actions you would use per minute. And even even the slowest spec at Frost DK, this is when you actually get into, if you talk to players that are playing Death Knight, Frost definitely has that downtime, which is really funny to me because the current build of Feral Druid isn't the slow methodical playstyle that was the slowest we saw in Legion a lot. So that's a huge shift, but I guess it really depends on what spec you're looking at because there are ones that are a lot quicker. I mean, I play Havoc an enhancement myself so i'm at just barely under one action per second so it's interesting though you did you did note the ignore pain off the gcd but uh i mean lala go back on you on that one how mm -hmm. how many ignore pains on an average say boss fight like how often is it weaved is it stacked is you doing the two and three ignore pains that just kind of like it hit all the time now how does that work with the off the gcd there's a, a few variables that depend there a is like how much damage are you taking and are you valuing just doing more damage with like revenge instead uh you know if you're not tanking at the moment um but in general like if over the course of like a six minute fight or so you should get if you're playing defensively like 40 or so ignore pain casts around there uh it all just kind of depends on the way you're playing and what the fight is like um if it's aoe you're gonna have more rage per second because you have a bunch of things hitting you uh, so you're going to ignore pain more just to burn rage and cycle anger management faster. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it just depends on what the fight is like. And yeah. With yeah on the, a high, oh, go ahead, Merrick. Yeah. On a, like a, a higher damage fight, like uh, like Negatork, for example, um, ignore pain gets eaten like, you know, in a global or two. So you're basically casting it like every five to eight seconds where you cast it, it gets eaten. And then when you have the rage to cast it again, you do. Um, but yeah, like Law said, it really does just depend on the fight. But like now it's, and ignore pain usage has always kind of been like that where you just use it kind of when you can. Um, and then there are certain situations where you want to delay it or pull rage or whatever. But like most of the time you're just kind of casting it as you have the rage for it just to smooth out damage. Interesting. They definitely, the change from, I see you, Gorek. The VOD and Treem can't see you right now because I don't have a chat. I see you. But um, the, I got to pull this up. 
to look at the amount that they changed this because ignore pain was I believe it was so yeah fight through the pain ignoring 50% of the damage taken up to the crazy nonsensical formula of total damage prevented this was also a huge difference from legion because wasn't it in 90% 90 yep right so to touch on that a little bit ignore pain's like actual absorb amount is still relatively close to what it was in legion per cast uh, okay. The difference is just how fast that absorb gets eaten, right? Sure. Instead of, t you know, you get hit for like 50k, a 90% absorb absorbs 45k of it. You get hit for 50k, no, 50 you know, 50% is only going to absorb 25k. Uh, but the actual, like, shield amount is still close to the same. Ignore Pain is not necessarily any weaker or stronger than it used to be by okay. itself. It's when you include things like... Uh, missing out on some artifact traits we had and stuff like that, that it gets relatively weaker than it used to be in Legion. That's what I was making sure. So the the attack power coefficient behind the scenes is stronger to keep it relatively the same amount, but now it's just a 50-50 split between your face and the Ignore Pain versus the 90-10 it was in Legion. Yep. The, the, the ape, well, the compared to Legion, the actual attack power coefficient got like massively nerfed. It used to be like 25 and now it's 3. Or so 2.5 or 3.5? I don't know. Um, 3.5 so like right but, now in the database, I think, yeah. Yeah, but like like while I was saying, like relative to your actual health pool, per cast, ignore pain provides about the same amount of absorb absorb as it used to. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, that that that's a people a thing people kind of hung up on is the like 90% or ignoring 90% of damage instead of or now where now it's 50% right people say oh you know ignore pain got like massively nerfed and it's really not the case or all that really affects is how fast your absorb depletes um it actually has no effect on the actual amount you're going to absorb in the end now normally you still pair ignore pains up with shield blocks right so does it yes. the fact that it's 50 yeah. 50 does it help shield block shine or does it just work better in tandem with it? Well, basically, whenever there's blockable damage, you need to be having like block up way more than ignore pain. That that should be your bread and butter is making sure you're blocking these spells. Okay. That was the case even before too, though. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, in terms of a, a total amount of reduced damage, block would always get you way more out of it than an ignore pain cast would. Yeah, and and um, I guess. Like with it being fifty percent now, it's a slight nerf to um, like huge spikes of damage. Because mm. obviously, if it was ninety percent, you'd be absorbing more of that where more gets through now. But it's also a buff with it being fifty percent. It's also a buff in situations where you just want more damage moving because it spread it spreads out the absorb more. So, it, so, but like overall, it really doesn't matter. And just to get the last little bit and pin the tail on the ignore pain, then to move it move it along is. It still stacks in a way. Is there still like a cap of how many casts it stacks to with how Blizzard's voodoo math in the background works? Marek, what's the actual? Yeah, like? it's um, it's 1.3 times the like on cast amount of ignore pain. It used to be three times, um, but now it's 1.3. So it is it is pretty like easy to over cap ignore pain and waste ignore pain if you're not careful. Um, like now with in, in BFA with um, the lower overall rage gen, um, it's not really an issue. Like you 
don't really have to be too careful when it comes to overcapping and or pain, um, unless you just like press it twice for over no reason, but don't, you wouldn't really do that. So it's not that big of a deal that it's 1.3. It is annoying sometimes. Um, and like dungeons, for example, where rage generation is way higher. Um, there's, there's certain times where you just like can't press ignore paint or it's just not going to do anything because you're already capped. Um, but overall it's fine. Interesting. So that they put a, it's the same sort of, uh, pandemic effect that say dots have and hots have the 30% above the max yep. one cast. Hmm. Okay. Did they do that? I think they did that at the same time. Cause I think bruise. Something like for Brewmaster is similar in that stacking sense of duration now too. So yeah, they they hit uh, Brewmaster and I, they kind of changed it for all the tanks in general at that same point just because of what Brewmaster was able to do, uh, where like your primary active mitigations had a three times cap on yeah. its base duration. So shield blocks, if you could cast three shield blocks instantly, instantly its cap would be eighteen seconds, and you couldn't go higher than that. Right. Uh, obviously, you can't go that high anyways because you're limited on charges and cooldown but right yeah i didn't mean like the 30 percent. it's like the theirs is three times but any other hotter dot yeah. in the game only can be it with 30 percent more after you refresh to not lose so similar balancing stuff that happens there all right but uh since i want to know to continue a bit more into the past compared to the present uh, you brought up Vengeance, which is why I'm going back to you on this one, even though I don't... Yep. Vengeance is not just a pro warrior thing, that's a tank thing. All tanks. <laughs> but uh, was there a previous incarnation of protection where you thought was the best that's no longer with the spec today? Specifically with the pro warrior kit. Something you would like... If you could change WoW right now and bring something back from the past or remove something currently, what would what would you do? Probably a vengeance mob tanking. It, it was like tanks having control over themselves, I think, is the most fun. I think it's fun where you know if you messed up as a tank and you die, it's completely your fault. It's not fun to you die, you know you have your mitigation up, so you go look and see who's healing you and all that stuff. Which Legion was very much like that. So was Mop, I believe. Mop was not as much, but Legion I really enjoyed Legion tanking where if if you died, you know the tank messed up and that's just I don't know. I, I think that was way, way fun. You think Blizzard swung the pendulum too hard back away yeah. from tank agency? Well, yeah, nowadays, like, if you die, there is, it is still a pretty high chance that it's your fault, but it's not one of those things where it's, like, guaranteed that it's your fault. So it's one of those things you have to look, look at logs, look at recount, whatever it is that you use to see how you died and why you died. Hmm. Yep. So, Lala, how about you, then? I will say, personally speaking, I think Vengeance was a terrible mechanic. Uh, um, uh, 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 I I agree Legion was the sweet spot for me, uh, where tanks had enough of their own self-control uh, into their survivability, where it was really up to you. Um, and I missed that. You know, sometimes I'll sit at like 30-40% HP for a long time in a fight, and I'm like... I really wish I could do something about this myself, but my health stone's on cooldown. I guess I'm just going to keep sitting here at this health. Um, uh, impending victory? <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> if you take it. Uh, but it, I think just Legion overall in a nutshell, like uh, especially like uh, Tumas Hargaris patch prot warrior uh the amount of rage we had compared to what we were spending on spells felt really really good um 
certain legendaries that we had with it, like uh, the rings, so that we had Vengeance and Devastator both, at, or Vengeance and what was the other talent? Booming, Booming, Voice. Booming Voice. So we had both of those at the same time. Uh, felt uh, really good to have uh, both of those instead of having one or the other like we do again now. Because um, Vengeance feels really satisfying when you're playing it right. Uh, Vengeance, the talent, not the mop uh, attack power buff. Mm. That's the one that that effect that affected revenge, didn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, well, now it is thirty three percent reduced cost on revenge and ignore pain back and forth. Back and forth, teeter totter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Now that was definitely a little fun. I they they took away that super crazy bursty opener that you got, we had in. I say we because I've played a handful of Protection Warrior in the past, and I did play a bunch in. I did I did the protection warrior mage tower. All right. All right. I got some chops. But there there was a lot lost in that little nuance, which is funny because now Blizzard's come back in recent interviews and Ian has said that they have realized the team the team has realized that taking away too much from the game is not what players like. Who to thunk, right? Um I shocker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's surprised? But uh I wonder what they're going to do to to curb that in the future here. And then, Merrick, take us home. What about the good and bad and ugly? Would you want something maybe removed from the Protection Warrior right now, if you could? Removed? Um, not not really. I mean, there's talent. Like, our talents are not and really have never been in a good spot where you're changing talents, or, you know, based on the situation or whatever. Like, the past, like, since... Since WAD, pretty much, you run just like one one build, like the best build, whatever that is. Um, it's like talent diversity has always been pretty bad for Pro, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I I agree with Law and Sense in, in that like Legion, Legion Pro was kind of the sweet spot. She had like pre seven one five Pro and post seven one five Pro where they introduced Devastator, um, and like. Like I would say, like with Devastator, and that was probably the most fun iteration of Prot. Although I really, really enjoyed the FA Prot right now as well. Hmm. Um, I think they're both pretty I good. I miss Focus Rage now that you mention it. Ah! Yeah, ah! yeah. Ah! <laughs> Let's bring Focus Rage that back. Was... I miss that shoulder slam, you know. Yep. That was like <laughs> that was when Prot was at like 128 p.m. or whatever, because you would yep. cycle between Focus Rage and and they're both off the GCD. <sighs> No, it's, that was pretty fun, too. Yeah, I just missed that shoulder slam. Give me that animation back. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, man. that. Why would you even utter those words? That was such a... <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible, yeah. terrible thing. Because it wasn't... Okay, the prot version of Focus Rage, maybe not that too bad, but it was the it was for the DPS warriors that they... It was just no, an absolute was... blight. It Find was, it to scroll wheel and go nuts. <laughs> real bad, real bad. Mm-mm. Mm -mm -mm. Focus Rage was the best ability for Prot and Arms. I don't know about this. That caused so many balancing problems on Blizzard's ends, though, for you guys. What a what an absolute madhouse that was. But yeah. <laughs> How about so Lala? You have the MDI up on the other monitor still. I imagine. Oh yeah. Just sort of watch what's happening in the background there. So let's bring up the MDI, the Mythic Plus current scene. That is very much in the uh, the community's eye right now, because the yep. protection, protection warrior versus blood death knight, 
and maybe I guess there's a little bit of Brewmaster Monk in there, is currently why Blood Decay was so strong, what the community kind of knows, right? Grips, self-sustain, allowing your healer to DPS more, all that jam. So where does the rise of the Prot Warrior come from, and why is it suddenly this triple melee Prot Warrior comp, right? And I, I have, so here, here, I'm, gonna, I'm setting you up for this, right? So I have bullet points that I had in the notes. Yep. Is it a damage thing, like Thunderclap and Avatar? It is, a, is it a survivability thing, like Spell Reflect on certain bosses that is super, super cheesy? Or is it a huge shift to the melee Mythic Plus, like uh, Battle Shout, because raid buffs are fun? Uh, I, I, it's a little bit of everything, but <laughs> mostly it's the damage component, okay. uh, in a lot of cases. Um, what, I wouldn't even just say the damage, it's the numbers component. So, mm -hmm. Prot, uh, both offensively and defensively in most scenarios for Mythic Plus, is the best tank. Uh, you're gonna take the least amount of damage, you're gonna require the least amount of healer attention, and you're gonna do the most damage of any of the tanks, right? Uh, the exception of that is like crazy bleeds or m crazy magic dots and things like that that get put on you. Um, so uh, the the whole goal of like optimizing prot right now is all about getting as much damage as you can because especially unless you're in like very very top end keys like twenty threes twenty twos that kind of level. Uh, play wise, you shouldn't be at risk of dying unless something is going wrong with the pull it outside of what you're gearing for mm -hmm. um but as far as comp goes i think triple melee would have happened anyways uh rogues being the way they are that kind of stuff you know you see even if you just go look at like greater io and you go look at like top blood dk runs and stuff too they're still running with like double rogue windwalker or double rogue demon hunter or that kind of stuff um that kind of meta was setting in anyways. It, reaping going away, uh, as Nimchip just mentioned in chat, is a big reason that we might see a shift away anyways, depending on how it goes. Sure. Uh, but Prot really is right now just, it's the numbers king. Uh, offensively, defensively, as long as you're running the right setup, there's no reason you shouldn't just be the best tank as far as numbers go. I think um, the big the big shift from DK to Warrior is probably like the result of three things. It was Infested going away, because our numbers have always been high compared to everybody else. It's like it's just we never had a chance to shine in these big AOE pulls. Because Infested, you know, there's five groups. You want to pull five groups, but you have to have five different CCs to set it up. You don't really have that. So Infested going away, uh, Bastion of Might getting introduced, which is just a huge amount of mastery when you use Avatar for damage, and it gives you an ignore pain too. And then, like we we're talking about, uh, ignore pain kind of coming off the global, which just lets you put more of your globals into damage. So there's those those three things together, and I guess the fourth thing: the the majority of damage in these dungeons is physical and blockable. So when you can do these huge ass pulls and take way like uh, less damage than a DK and do more damage, there's just no reason to go for an AOE grip when you can just thunderclap the world. I think yep. those are probably the three or four things that really contributed to the shift from, and I think what Bonestorm got nerfed or something. There's a few other things that happened to DKs too. So everybody like kind of swapped over with that, the realization. Yeah. And like Lala said, the, you know, big part of it is also reaping. And if, if reaping wasn't a thing, there is just something else instead of reaping. 
I don't see, I don't think you'd see nearly as many Proud Warriors because just being able, just prop being able to just like destroy reaping packs is a yep. huge thing as well. Yep. That is so. definitely part of it. And you guys say reaping is going away just to confirm the verbiage here. Reaping obviously will ne change next season, next season yeah. 8.2, like July, August, whenever we actually get right. the new season. Sure. So we still have a few more months of the current mm -hmm. hierarchy here. And also to this is more in the 18 to 20 plus key realm, right? You could run whatever you want up to 10 to 15s right now. Doesn't really matter too much. Oh yeah. But if if you've been following the MDI at all and sort of the Mythic Plus meta, these huge pulls because of time commitments and timing up cooldowns, because you can only ever use your cooldown so many times in under 25, 30 minutes or whatever, right? Is that's where you see a lot of this. And it's actually funny. I was, I was reading chat, apparently, that you can't see Avatar in the Wowhead Talent Calculator, and you can't, because I was going to go to some tooltips real quick, and I can't show Avatar, but I wanted to bring up Azerite traits within this discussion, because we're talking about damage, and the the hierarchy of, Av of Azerite traits, we're looking at the AoE ones, right, because the big thing we're talking about here is that AoE. Uh, Treacherous yep. Covenant being way up there, but not going to be taken because of the, the damage increase, I guess I, because I see a lot of everyone running Most Bastion cases, of Might. Yeah. Right, yep. so, so uh, I guess this kind of ties into the MDI rant I have a little bit, uh, in that uh, the traits you want to run that are ideal for Mythic Plus are damage related, and Bastion of Might is just a bunch of mastery during your burst window. Uh, and then the other things you'll see on live servers is uh, tanks running like three deafening crash traits, which is just increased thunderclap damage. Yep. Uh, so you run triple faster and triple deafening crash. You're just hitting really big thunderclaps all the time, right? Uh, on MDI side, because the gear vendors have some Azerite that you can't get at the same eye level on live servers that scale to 415. For Wait, the what? MDI, what you see some different traits, uh, and that is uh, Blightborn Infusion. Yeah. Yep. Blightborn Infusion, which is a proc crit chance thing. That's not a class trait. It's just a neutral uh, one that you can pick. Uh, is really good because we value crit really, really highly in M plus because it scales really, really well for damage, and at least defensively, surely statistically, it is our best. Uh, for damage reduction, too. Uh, increased parry chance goes a long way. You get a bunch of crit, you parry a lot of attacks, it's a lot of damage reduction, right? Uh, obviously, in raiding, it's a little different because you value consistency, and there's not as many uh, swings and stuff like that coming in, so you have a higher variable there. Sure. But in Mythic Plus, uh, it's the way to go. You want a lot of crit, and you want haste to just move everything faster. Okay. That's the one I know we were when we were setting up the show, you had some words about seeing things and the way that people are building on the MDI. But the the weird thing I why first off, I guess that's just do does Blizzard not want the characters in the tournament realm to have all the options to build this optimally? Because why would they not have well, no, all no the, they have more options that we don't options. have on live servers? Oh yeah. Okay. It's, all it's the way the around. Hmm. Uh trinkets might be a little bit of an exception. I think they since mentioned they don't have like world boss trinkets yeah, uh, i don't think so double check but yeah but uh uh 
as far as like Azerite gear goes, yes, they have Azerite gear at 415 that on live servers we can't get at 415, right? Like that we can only get it like 385 or that kind of stuff. At least consistently, um, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, because Azerite gear doesn't Titanforge or anything, you know? Of course. Yeah. Uh, so no way to get that eye level for those pieces. And Blightborn and Fusion pieces are two of those. So they'll run, instead they're running three times Bastionomite, uh, to Blightborn Infusion, which gives you uh, on proc, like I think like 2,600 crit, just about, somewhere around there, which is a lot of crit chance. Uh, and they still run one deafening crash. Um, and it's just about, you know, you pop Avatar, you get a Blightborn proc, and your Thunderclaps crit like crazy, and you do super high damage. The Blightborn Infusion Azerite power, then, is that, that only comes from the the World Quest caches, doesn't it? Is that what uh, the issue is there? I think so. I think, I think it might be Warfront. Yeah. yeah, I think Warfront. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Warfront well. too. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like it's just the it's just the uh, the Waycrest Thrulls like zone Azerite. Yeah, I'm looking it up over here on the other monitor. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, Waycrest. There's one for Mythic Dungeons, but yep. huh, interesting. Um, that's that's so strange. I thought it was the reverse when I heard you first there, but that's hmm. Alliance World Quest caches Horde in that regard too. Yeah. Uh, in the MDI specifically, though, what we saw a lot of early on, and more specifically from some of the NA teams, uh, was some setups where they'd run two Bloodsport Azerite traits, which uh, increases the flat value of your Ignore Pain per cast and gives you a little bit of leech for six seconds. I'm going to be honest, it's a garbage trait. There's no reason to ever run it. Even defensively, it is a worse option than what you could be running otherwise. Hmm. Uh, there's no good reason for that trait. The other thing that we saw a little bit is a leech weapon enchant, uh, siphoning, which you know gives you some leech. And the idea is that uh, they're trying to uh, shore up protection's weakness for not having self-sustainability and healing. Okay. Uh, and I mean, most of the people, personally speaking, that I saw trying to do these things where people who hadn't played protection before you know like 8.1.5 and like that kind of shift where prot started seeing a lot of play in mythic plus uh as well as running talents like never surrender in um motherload which on live servers you know you go through most of the dungeon with bolster you have your block for last stand and that's super good uh, and then you hearth out when you get to the third boss, you change to Never Surrender, you zone back in. I can understand that one. I still don't that necessarily... Yes, I still don't necessarily think it's the best play. I think a minute reduced cooldown on last stand is equally good in, that, in those specific scenarios, but the idea is you swap to Never Surrender because you can't block the third and fourth bosses of Motherload's attacks, uh, and you just have bigger ignore pains when you're you know, taking that damage. But on Tournament Realm, you can't hearth out partway through, so you're playing the first, like, two-thirds of the dungeon where you get all of your trash percent and the first two bosses a lot weaker than you would otherwise be playing. Uh, hmm. That died off really quick. That died off the first week after, like, the first day someone did it. But the leech stuff, you still see from time to time people running siphoning and blood sports and things like that. And it's just not worth it over running, A, the higher damage setup, 
or B, the higher crit setup, where you get a lot of parry instead. I think a lot of the siphoning has died off for the most part. Now, there's been a few, but it's, yeah, it's not as much as it was that first week. That first week, there was quite a few siphoning uh, blood sport things going on. Yeah. Yeah. And just to, uh, I guess, expand on that a little, and like the sort of reasoning for the whole leech thing is, you know, we obviously prod does a lot of damage. And, you know, if you do a lot of damage, you're going to do a lot of healing for your leech. But, um, it's, you know, like Law said, it's just not worth it because Avatar with, with Bomb, especially in your Avatar windows, you're already super tanky because you have all that extra mash. You have like demo shot rolling and, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just, yeah, you're just way better off with more damage rather than run, like trying to heal through leech for basically no reason. You're well, just siphoning, siphoning is what, 2% leech? 2.5% leech? It's not like it's yeah, some yeah. huge number it, or anything, right? Like It's not really that much to be giving up your other enchants for. It's not a crazy amount of leech. And the other thing is, uh, and this is something I, I, I almost wonder if they just don't take into consideration at all, the amount of damage we do uh, relative to our personal health bars is much lower in BFA than it was in Legion. Uh, where in Legion, our average DPS would be about a third of our health and like raid bosses and stuff like that. Leech was a much more powerful stat because it's it's that much more of a percent of your health per second, right? Nowadays, uh, we're typically only doing like single target. We're doing like 10% of our uh, health and damage per second, stuff like that, or less than that. You know, Prot's doing like 15, 16K single target if yeah, you're yeah. really pushing damage. And we have like 350k health. So, you know, we're doing like 5% of our HP or right around there. It It's just a lot less valuable per point of leech than it was even in Legion. So it, it isn't just that it... It's just weaker than it used to be. And it isn't worth it over the other things, even if it was that strong before. I see. Yeah, I was going to go to Sense on this one, too, to sort of expound upon that, because you guys could have went back and forth on it anyway, almost like you can see the notes. But uh, for so building the shield boy, and as Lala just mentioned, the back and forth on the leech and the things you should be staying away from in this regard. So what are the fundamentals then if you are, if, if you be able to build the prot warrior on live, right? Like what, what are the uh, things that the player should be shooting for? The- key points. The biggest thing is being like that's why I do the whole block and reflectable and all this stuff. Being a pro warrior, you have to be uh, proactive. You can't be reactive. Like a blood death knight, they take the damage, they heal it up afterwards. Like being a, a warrior, and I think probably to a lesser extent a paladin, you have to know what's blockable beforehand. You have to know like what is going to kill you, what isn't. If you don't have block up, like um, like on Jaina on for ice shards, those are blockable. And if you don't have uh, She'll block up when you're at a higher stacks. You're just you're gonna flop. Like that's just how it works. It's one of those things where, if you don't plan ahead of time, if you don't know what your damage intake is gonna be, it's it's gonna show. Your your health is gonna be spiky. Uh, your people are gonna wonder why you're a paper tank or whatever this is. Stuff like that. I think that's probably the biggest thing is prepare in advance. Don't just go in blind. Okay, and then if there was a sort of how you would gear out. In that regard, then. So, what kind of weapon enchant are we looking at here? In case, uh, so getting from the whole leech discussion. Quick, 
quick, quick navigation would probably be the best one. I know some people are using deadly for the crit, which probably works out too. I don't think there's going to be like, it's not going to be that big enough difference between the two. I just wouldn't use um, siphoning. <laughs> yep. And it is also a, a stark difference between mythic plus uh, right. stats sure, sure. and raid stats. Right. Uh, where in mythic plus you value crit and then haste uh, and raids you'll value haste and then mastery. Uh, so it, it, it all just kind of depends in a purely defensive aspect for both of those, what right. you're going for. Okay. How about then? Let's, uh, building the shield hero up the upcoming 8.2 patch notes on the PTR, at least the initial stuff that we have seen here. I'll hop over this right now. We do have the Unstoppable Force Talent Thunderclap damage will be reduced to a 50% bonus down from double, 100%. And the developer notes how the Protection Warrior burst DPS with Avatar is extremely high for a tank. This talent was adding more damage than necessary, given that also it decreases Thunderclap's cooldown and synergizes well with certain Azerite traits. This is the only adjustment so far, but... Uh, Merrick, I have to know, is this enough too much? Just just enough too little? Because there's a lot of extra damage coming from it. Because uh, Deep Wounds, I, I imagine, is probably where a lot of this damage comes from as well. And that's not being touched at all yet. So what's the thoughts you guys have on the, on the PTR coming up soon? Yeah, so I, in my opinion, I think it's, it's a fair nerf. Um, I think it's reasonable. Um, is that with it being 50% instead of 100%, that just means 25% less Thunderclap damage inside Avatar. Um, and then to go overall, that it comes out to like about a 6% overall DPS nerf in single target, about like 10, 10 15% nerf um, in AoE, okay. um, just depending on pull size, but it's like usually around 10% or so. So like 10% off your, your overall damage um, it is reasonable, in my opinion. I think that's fine. Um, we'll, we're still going to do a lot of damage um, and haven't touched our survivability yet, which is also makes Prot really strong. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see it being an issue or anything like that. I think it's, it's fair. It's and fair nerf. This, this isn't going to. I have to go pull over the talent calculator real quick. This isn't going to open up anything for Dragon Roar or Best Serve Cold to suddenly be what you would care about. It's just still unstoppable force is too strong. With Avatar, right? It's not going to change any yeah. hierarchy of talents, yeah. you don't think? There's so much synergy that Unsolvable Force has with with other things, um, like like Bomb, um, and and Deafening Crash, and, and all of that. Um, it yeah, Unsolvable Force is still going to be the go-to for everything well, for sure. Unsolvable Force is the only one that actually like gives you a neg uh, rage gain too, right? Because the cooldown reduction or whatever on Thunderclap. Or the other ones don't. Um, yeah, well, Unstoppable Force and actually Unstoppable Force and Dragon Dragon War also gives rage, like ten rage for cast. They actually work out to be about the same. Okay. Unstoppable Force doesn't give a whole lot of rage. It's like an extra twenty rage for a minute, which is pretty much the same as Dragon War. So like neither, like no talents on that row actually do much for survivability, but for damage, it's like Unstoppable Force gotcha. is way better. Yep. Right. Okay. It's just that there's also it's a very clear defining point of the protection warrior to thunderclap and it's been a back and forth ability that you you cared about a little bit in the past and it's become it's it's very much on the forefront today because of the synergies you can put together with everything else with azurite traits and crackling thunder unstoppable force avatar and it all sort of coalesces in that regard 
Is there anything else you are expecting the 8.2 PTR to wiggle around with maybe other tanks as well? We do have some other bits coming up here with the Outlaw Rogue change. We do have the Guardian Druid mitigation slight update. This won't really help how boring Guardian Druid is to play, but with Iron Fur being cheaper, Mangle generating more rage, and Mangle and Thresh direct damage being buffed, shifting into bear form gives you more rage a little bit for the initial pull. We do have that coming up. We also have the Vengeance Demon Hunter buffs, which I've been told aren't really buffs, so we'll see. They're okay. But it's definitely not not enough for all of a sudden vengeance to skyrocket in. But I mean, tank POV, Merrick. What do you what do you still think that adjustments on the horizon still yet? What do you what do you think we still need to see from Blizzard on um, this? Um, I think so. One sort of mistake I think Blizzard made with buffing Fraught when they did the few times previously is they buffed Vanguard a few times, which is good because that's just passive survivability. And that was kind of one of Prot's issues is like outside of shield block, um, you you took, you know, you just took a lot of damage. It was like dangerous to not have shield block up. Um, and that made the spec pretty punishing. So they buff they buff Vanguard, which is the stamina and armor increase. Right. Um, and but at the same time, they also buffed shield block. Um, they reduced the recharge time down for it was like 18 seconds base and not 16 seconds base. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of where they made a mistake and they just shouldn't have done that. Um I would like to see them kind of just revert that. If they're going to touch our survivability, just revert that chain, just bring shield block, block back to uh, 18 seconds base, just reduce our shield block uptime a little bit. I think that would be like a reasonable nerf there as well. Hmm. Um, and I think overall it's it's like okay for Prot to do more damage and like be slightly tankier than, than other tanks. Um, just because we, especially for Mythic Plus, we lack like meaningful dungeon utility like you know there's ring of peace mass grip uh dhs have sigils um and, you know things like that so um yeah i think if they you know with the uf nerf if they like nerf our survivability slightly i think we'll be in a good spot right yeah all prot warrior does is do damage and stun things that's all they do they just stand there essentially yep. which is they even even when you bring up the other block tank you don't have anywhere near the silence control that the protection oh, paladin yeah. can bring. So, and right now in a realm, which is interesting to see that prot mostly because the numbers game, because prot paladin can control mobs a lot as well. And there's a lot of casts that go off. That's the biggest problem that people talk about with mythic plus right now is that there's so many casts that why range just fell out of the wayside because their interrupts are 24 to 45 seconds long. They can't hurt anything. So I wonder about that. The scuttlebutt, once Crucible gets out there and once the next little gear curve goes in and goes, we're going into the Eternal Palace, we might see both shield tanks back in raids. That's what I've been hearing. One prot warrior, one prot paladin. I That's believe that. I would say we could probably also expect Brewmaster still in a lot of fights. That's actually one change I'm surprised we aren't seeing any of again is mm. uh, from Old Year to uh, Desire Lord, they shifted uh monks uh stagger scaling for agility right um i'm kind of surprised we're not seeing that again uh because their stagger scaling is already back to what it was in old year uh with desire lord gear 
Right. And another tier of gear is going to push their stagger scaling even higher. Now, obviously, that's not like actual mitigation in the sense that it gets rid of damage completely, but it it makes it even less of a uh, risky class, right? There's there's even more smoothness to it, mm-hmm. no bursting out and that kind of stuff. So I I'm I would be surprised if we get to the next tier. And we don't see another shift in uh, the agility scaling for stagger. Yeah, I'm hoping these these initial changes that they're posting are like just the the first look, the first glance of what we're to see to come, whatever. Yeah. Um, just so it's like just minor things, not any knee jerk reactions. Kind of let them float out there, see what people think, and then we'll probably get some more. Like when the PTR comes up, we'll probably get some more changes, see what is actually coming. I think these are fine for the first like little glimpse of what's coming, but I definitely hope there's more coming down the pipeline. Right, right. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm sure that 8.2 PTR PTR comes up this week as I'm yeah. sitting here on the Sunday the 14th, right? So we're gonna see this week sometime, Wednesday, Thursday, most likely. And it's going to be a two-month PTR, I'd imagine. If this is being toted by the community at large as the soft reset to Battle for Azeroth, right? Which is more or less what we're looking at here on many different levels. And I mean, HOA 2.0, the two new world zones, right? New dungeon, new raid on the horizon, all this stuff that is sort of going to clean up potentially all these little things. But no major class changes. So, well... We'll wait yeah, and see. Wait and see. Yep. yep. Give the feedback in the proper channels. Don't just go to Reddit and make angry threads. That does nothing. Maybe it does. Who knows? I made one big Reddit post, and oh, they it was awful close to what I said in the post that they did for changes. Oh, you? Oh, oh. <laughs> you predicting the future? Are you a wizard? Are you? What? You're a warrior. What's going on? That, here? that was back for eight point one. Oh, okay. Actually, it was eight point mage. Yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, we aren't supposed to tell anyone about <laughs> sorry, that yet. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, dang. Forgot. Well, if you in chat right here have questions for our guests that want to spur it on to their discussion, you can do that right after this little mid-show commercial break where I'm going to ramble on a couple of things so my guests can step away and take a short little break if they need to. But again, if you miss any part of the live show, of course, everything gets archived over to the show's YouTube channel, which if you're watching on Twitch right now is linked down below. Or if you want to watch the actual archive itself, if you're listening audio only on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music, then it's just Final Boss Wow over on YouTube. But of course, another big shout out that if you want to support the show, the stream, and everything in between, here are some ways to do so. It's not your first Rodeo, but maybe you didn't know about these on the back end. And if you want more of the show, that exists over on the Final Boss TV Patreon page. You can see sort of how the shows are put together. There are behind-the-scenes shows that I put on that you can sort of give me direct feedback. We have one of those coming up in the future here really soon. And, of course, you have the Patreon BTS podcasts that are off-script, just extra nonsense that we come up with from behind the show we go into. There is, like, a two-hour just banter session between Preach and myself going out of Legion into BFA. And it's funny to hear about all the things that we had talked about back then that we were curious about and concerned about, but we have seen either come to fruition or be fixed in the game right now. Those are all over there. But if you don't just want the digital stuff and you're more into the 
actual physical things that you can do to support what I do here to keep the show rolling forward. If you haven't heard yet, I have one more announcement in the future that'll come up in the next couple of weeks here, hopefully. But Final Boss TV, what I do here on the internet, is now partnered and sponsored with Corsair. The links are down below. So you can bring out, I need an emote for like Final Shill Boss TV or Shill Boss TV, something along those lines. But I mean, I have been waiting for a very long time to put something together very official with a company out there that I trust. The whole rig that I'm actually doing the stream on that I've been streaming on now for over three years is very, very, very Corsair forward. So if you are looking to get any upgrades for your computer bits and bobs, pieces and parts for your next build, then go check out the link down below and you can do so through Corsair. And then of course you support what I do here on the stream as well. There's also a link next to them. There is also Elgato and Elgato is part of the Corsair family, which specializes in a whole bunch of extra little pieces and parts for broadcasters or the one thing I wanted to bring up too, their capture quality stuff and their extra peripherals in that regard, as well as their incredibly popular stream deck for controlling your computer through macroable, completely LED customizable control pad. You can do whatever you want with this if you're, you work in audio or you work in editing or you work in Photoshop a lot, After Effects, that kind of stuff. You can check out all of their products over on Elgato as well. And again, links are down below the stream or if you're watching on YouTube, links are down below in the description box as well. And that all goes to keep me doing what I'm doing here. So all that, of course, right here on the stream. Finalboss.tv is the actual website page. We have some more faceless for that coming up in the future. And announcement sides, we are still working on the back end for the epic WoW Battles of History Season 2, the Alliance versus Horde. That is going to be a big deal. That is myself and the Alliance versus Brutal and the Horde. It'll be shoutcasted live by Taliesin and Evatel. There'll be prizes and giveaways. We're doing stuff with WoWhead. It'll be a two-Sunday event coming up here. We have to sort of time it between raids. So we weren't planning on... We were planning on doing it this, this spring to summer, but then Crucible Storms is coming out, so... Yeah, but then it depends on how long we have between Crucible and the Eternal Palace, which will be probably August. So somewhere in there in the summer. And you can join us with that because obviously Brutal and I need 29, up to 29 other players to do things in the game. So keep an eye out on Twitter and stuff for that, for news on the Epic Wild Bows of History. And thank you very much for sticking with us over the years. You can go back and watch the old VODs of that with my old co-host Anafail and Coltrane for the original series of that. Oh, just over on YouTube. It's, it's, ooh, it's probably pretty bad compared to stuff we put out now, but, you know, hey, blast from the past. Should be fun. Chat, Q&A time. I like how <laughs> I say that and a, a question gets posted. You're on the ball with that one. But, all right, guess we all good here. You guys ready to field some questions and do a little FAQ section for the second half of the show? Yep. Let's do it. So, Merrick, start us off here real quick. The first question I have here is that, so, what about this 100% avatar uptime in patch 8.2? So, in uh, with the new uh, Heart heart of Azeroth system with the essences and such, um, there's one of the essences, uh, I forget what it's called, um, Vision of Perfection, I think. I do believe that's um, something like that. Yeah. yeah, the the minor power. So it, you know, every every spec 
like can get this essence and just what it affects depends on depends on your spec um and for prot um it reduces the cooldown of avatar by 16.5 percent and increases your versatility um and then the major power is uh you have a chance like spells and abilities have a chance to activate avatar for eight seconds and then when that happens cooldown of avatar is reduced by 15 seconds so um basically what that means is just a lot of avatar uptime um if you, if you assume that the the cooldown reduction um off of the on the major power when when it activates um is off the like remaining cooldown and not the total um it's go you're gonna we're gonna have something like 85 percent avatar uptime um with that <laughs> essence Yikes. which is like pretty insane and yeah. that's gonna make um like bastion of might even more powerful that's a lot of mastery for like almost the whole time you're fighting something mm -hmm. uh it's just gonna be super super good um it i would be really surprised if they don't either nerf that or actually change it to something else like not avatar um because that's gonna be pretty overpowered yep it has to be yeah that that essence now this is interesting i don't want to tangent too hard there's a lot of questions popping up in chat right now but it's the assurance of consequence again from mop it's the convergence of fate from Elison to Nighthold, and every expansion has to have a cooldown reduction interaction, it seems like. And some of them have been incredibly powerful, other ones have been like, meh, for certain specs. But this essence is really powerful, but some of the other ones are also really OP, and you can only have one of the majors. So I think they're kind of trying to, the problem is that this the cooldown reduction is on a minor, so I wonder if they might flip-flop that, because there's no way every DPS and tank is going to splash this. There's no way they're not going to. It's super easy. It's going to be tied behind getting Gladiator in Arena. Watch. Uh-oh. Mm. Please no. Please I'm no. Curious, <laughs> you guys know this, but like, I'm looking at Wowhead at yeah. the Essences, and it's just like that That Essence that reduces the cooldown is listening that are tanking. Can yeah, tank every spec use every Essence, or is it like tanks well, only? Well, this is the thing... That information was pulled from Ted's live stream and his screenshots. There are certain ones in the tank column that are flagged incorrectly that should be the generics. Okay. okay. So we just don't know yet. Sense. If it's if it's tank only, we'll have to see. But there's like way more in the tank column than healers and damage dealers, but there should be a balance. They should all have the same amount, roughly. So we'll have to wait and see. But that one's wild. That's why we'll have yeah. to wait. So how about, uh, oh, is Bulwark still the default meme shield, or has an artifact skin replaced it? Is that a uh, Mage Tower one? Is that a yeah. transmog question? That's a, that's a, that, that is a transmog question. <laughs> it's a transmog question. Uh, I gotta weave it in here, come on. I mean, I, I, it's hard not to say the Mage Tower one, right? Like, that shield is just so beautiful. Uh... I personally, I actually use the uh, evolved like base skin a lot because I really like the sword on that one. Mm. But the gladius, um, essentially, what it is, yeah, yeah, looks really, really good. But uh, other than that, yeah, Legion Breaker all the way. That's actually one of the FAQ questions that I had in here: is which artifact appearance is your favorite, and why is it the Chain Chomp? <laughs> that was really good. Cool. The flail, yeah. Yeah, the flail is very good. 
how about ooh? I don't know if I want to ask asks uh, Corey's question here. This is how would you make Ravager a viable <sighs> talent? He uses both the word Ravager and the V word. <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually uh, I've thought about this before, and what I think they should do is move Ravager to another tier, like put it on. Put it on the the tier with Unstoppable Force, like a place I don't know, Best Served Cold, for example. Um, and you know, it it would still be bad unless they like buff the damage, but it would might be good in certain situations where you're doing like massive pulls and it's like necrotic or something. You can just parry everything. Hmm. Um, something like that. Affected by anger management too, if you put it yeah. down there or something like that. Yep. Hmm. It's just yeah. like it's in the wrong place. In, in the wrong place. Talent tree. Yeah. It just does not compete with anger management or heavy repercussions. Yeah, I mean, bo both anger management and heavy repercussions are just really integral to what you do as a prot warrior. And Ravager's just like, you forget either of those and you just throw a whirling axe for eight seconds or seven seconds or whatever. It's just, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Blades I of light and whatnot. But Ravager used to be good and like Wad he took Ravager, he did a lot of damage. And yep. not anymore. They yeah. decided it's not allowed to do damage. Uh a cast of Ravager now does less damage than a single cast of Revenge. Like the entire duration of Ravager does less than one revenge. It's really bad. Wait, I gotta yep. look at let me look at some spell coefficients here. This is actually the funny part. So revenge I mean, he's not wrong. Revenge is actually scaled at at 45 point, let's say 45.9% attack power as the frontal cone. Ravager, a tier 100 talent, nine, you know, a, a 60 second cooldown uh, is only 44.3% attack power. So it is quite literally just less attack power scaling on a one minute cooldown versus a core ability that's higher attack yep. power scaling. That seems strange. It's been that way. Since like Legion now, right? It's been multiple yeah, years yep. where it's just been garbage. Huh. Awful. Those kind of talents to me always come back around that they seem very rotational changing and almost all the rotational changing talents should be like on your 15. That's your first like exciting ability. Almost should go back up there. I don't know. Some place impending victory with it. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Impending victory Replace. is strong. Replace impending victory. Do it. Well, and Penny Victory shouldn't be on your 15. <laughs> it shouldn't be on your 15 talent. It's a heal. Why is it on, like, DPS talents? Whatever. Prod talents make me sad. There's just so many, <laughs> so many, Wasted like, dead potential. talents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about, uh, let's see. I'm not going to watch that Maroc clip. That sounds like bait. You can watch it. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> if you want to, you don't have to. I don't it's know not about bait, this. Though. It's just me dying on Jaina. Oh, well, okay. Well, that, that's we've all done that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, are there any dungeons you can justify running RF in? Uh, so RF is, uh, I assume he's talking about Reckless Flurry, uh, which is a Fury trait that gives you extra damage on your auto attacks and reduces the cooldown of recklessness. Obviously, we don't have recklessness, so that part doesn't do anything. But uh, the extra auto attack damage actually 
adds a lot of meaningful single target DPS. Uh, mm. Early on in BOD, we actually saw some RF memes popping up in logs where, you know, people run like double or triple RF. Um, and it does, you know, like 10, 15% of your damage, depending on how many of the trait you have. Sure. And it it adds a lot. It, it even got to the point where people were trying to run Devastator with it, and, you know, just being all about uh, getting strong auto attacks basically yeah. uh and just filling as many globals otherwise with shield slam and thunderclap as possible but uh i think now if you look at top logs they're pretty much all you know dominated by triple treacherous covenant, treacherous covenant yeah yeah it, it's it's less about um rf now just because the raw strength from treacherous covenant is so strong well, speaking about, you're talking about uh, Treacherous Covenant in raids and talking about doing boss damage. There's a question yep. that came up uh, directed at Sense. Now, I didn't research this, so I'll be totally honest, but apparently you have a few rank ones in BOD yeah. and in Uldir. There's a lot of them. Yeah? So as a prot warrior, so how much <laughs> is doing that much damage a hindrance to your survivability in those raids? Well... Here's the thing, because I, I lead the guild I'm in, and I never do anything that's going to potentially cause me to die, cause us to wipe, anything like that. So if I end up getting rank ones because of it, that's, like, great. So for me, it's never about, like, trying to push where you're going to die and not die and stuff like that. It's just getting the fight done, doing as much damage as you can without even being close to dying. Um, yeah, sometimes I use, like, Treacherous Covenant and stuff like that. It just comes down to being familiar with the fight and knowing what you can and can't get away with. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really ever go, like, some, some people, like, go out all out with these cheese strats for keeping right. mobs alive longer for more people to thunderclap and all that. We, we don't do that. It's just do the fight. Don't die. If you get rank ones, that's just cherry on the top. Okay. Like, it's funny that you bring that up, but then earlier in the segment of the show, you brought up that you want vengeance back, which was oh, yeah. kind of degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I How agree. many of you still have your sit macros? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. for Jaina. For yeah. But, yeah. Had to use <laughs> it on Jaina. We brought it back out. Mm, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. Every I, That's the... My main tank was working. We we're really close. Uh, probably have Jaina tomorrow. But we had to bring back and talk about the sit macro again recently. And I immediately got flashbacks to Heroically Shed on the pull when you'd want to sit and turn around and get slapped in the back to max your vengeance for tank damage to beat threat on everyone else because you're unloading super hard on Heroclashen at the start of the fight so fast. Oh, man. this yeah, It's a fun fight, but, man, a little bit of PTSD. But, Good times. Yeah. Here's the follow-up, I guess, to the other bit you brought up with RF and Devastator. Uh, do you think Devastator should be baseline? And if so, what should happen to Devastate? Uh, if it gave it gave rage and legion, right? yeah, it gave ra yeah. Uh, rage yep. and legion every time you auto attack. It doesn't now. I yep. think if you make it baseline and it gives rage again, I'd, I'd be fine with it. But in its current iteration, probably not. I don't know. I personally wouldn't want it to be base baseline just because I really don't like playing specs that are or aren't GCD locked. Um, I think having empty globals is not fun. Um, and like back in Legion, when you ran Devastator, it was okay for the most part because you always had something to cast. Like you had the rage to to support, just like 
filling and like potentially empty globals with revenge or something. Um, but with how prod is now, if they did make Devast devastator baseline in its current form, I like in my, in my opinion, I don't think that would be very fun just with the empty globals. But um, yeah, I don't know. They would they would need to buff it though if they were to make it baseline for sure. Yeah, that was the big change that I noted when I was doing all of my spec testing is they moved Devastator and took the Rage off of it. Yep, I think yeah. even if they weren't to make it baseline or anything, if they was just to stay where it was, I I think it could still use the Rage on hit back. Uh, maybe not mm. five like it was. You know, you could even put it like three or two. Uh, but it it's never going to be like competitive with Booming Voice. Which you know gives a damage amp uh, that you can line up with your high damage windows uh, on top of giving you a burst of rage at the same time. Whereas Devastator is just going to be slightly more consistent, pure single target DPS at the cost of no extra rage gain whatsoever, outside of a extra shield slam here or there. Um, I, it just needs the rage on hit back. Otherwise, it's never going to be picked. Mm. Right. Because they slotted it down here into the 90 tier, and they're all sort of damage-oriented talents. So that makes yep. sense, but they're not just damage because Vengeance is the rage cost reduction teeter-totter for Ignore Pain Ooh. and Revenge, and Booming Voice is the generate full rage on Demo, demo Shout. So Devastator is just auto-attacks do damage and give you a, a chance to reset Shield Slam, sure, but that's not a direct rage gain on the ability like the other two are. So that's a weird one. It's yeah, weird one. it Devastator people run Devastator for like single target damage if they're trying to parse or whatever. Because it is it is good for that. And that's about it though. Okay. Like when you look at rage generation, um booming voice is just better. Just flat out better in all situations compared to the other two. Are so. Any of the three of you going to be dabbling in classic when it comes out? Yeah, I'll play it. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to play Warrior though. A actually. little bit, maybe not that yeah. much. Well, the, the question that came yeah. up in chat is that uh, do you guys plan on making Prot Warrior info available for WoW Classic? And or my follow up is, are you going to try to make it work in WoW Classic? Because that's the real test. Because you don't actually hmm. play Prot Warrior in in vanilla classics i don't know if you guys were gonna bring information up to the forefront on that one i'm not nope oh. i'm, I'm probably i probably won't I, I i'm gonna i'll probably like play it a little bit but you know played vanilla before played private servers and i know how vanilla is and it it just like i mean vanilla just kind of sucks honestly when it comes to like gameplay or like whatever so <laughs> it's I uh agree for the most part it's not something yeah. that i don't think i think most people probably who like like mythic rating now are probably not going to be interested in playing vanilla a lot yeah hmm. i uh i plan on playing it but i plan on not playing a warrior this time around i'm gonna play like a priest or something just to goof off on classic something super different definitely not yeah but I, i'm not gonna bother like you know putting classic information out there because it's it's all out there somewhere. You just got to find it. So we went over this a little bit here, but I guess I can bring this back up just because I want to put it in the FAQ section is uh, some of these are not really 
targetable the same way. But I don't know who of you wants to answer the hierarchy on Azerite traits, like the top three, just to go back over that again real fast. Who, um, who wants that? You want... There, cool guy. So you want um one deafening crash, like always. Um, because after the first one, you don't get any more extension on demoralizing shout. Um, it's just increased thunderclap damage after your first deafening crash rate. And deafening crash, the, the first one that you get, um, is by far the the biggest increase to survivability. Okay. Um and then you basically after that for for raids you want like passion of might and uh brace for impact um both are pretty good for raids and then for mythic plus um you want just like just passion of might and then um like if you can get like you can do three three deafening crash three bastion of might if you do you can run like one deafening crash through bastion of might um and then i don't know like say iron fortress for the rest um all of the all of the prod traits are good except callus pretty much so like it doesn't really matter if you d aren't able to get three bomb or or whatever um because they're all like pretty they're all pretty decent um but yeah it's like definitely crash bomb and then then bfi for raids or if for interesting you so i'm looking at the hierarchy here and the wildhead guy put together uh callous reprisal is actually in the the higher ones essentially except so, for the m plus guide um this is just no this is that's just the that, uh the azurite trait layout yeah yeah that's uh just that's just wrong yeah uh, you're never in Mythic Plus, you'll likely have Callus Reprisal stay stacked on stuff, but sure, sure, sure. like in, in raids or single target situations or low target situations, you're not going to be able to keep Callus Reprisal stacked without sacrificing like either ignore pain uptime or other stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it it is competitively just much weaker than the other uh, traits you could choose that have good efficiency uh, okay. without losing something else. Okay. Uh yeah, uh the the question that came up in chat is this website, Tank Notes. I believe that's what you're looking for. That'll be in the description box on YouTube as well. So yeah. There was a question. Uh I don't know, I feel like some of these are bait. About the the world's the the, the best prot warrior in the world question mark. Uh I mean, oh, Floody, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's worth a shout out, kind of. So, Floody, uh, as a guy, I, I, I kind of respect a lot in the two day scene because I also raid in a two day guild. Mm -hmm. Uh, that dude plays Prot Warrior very, very well in terms of like the raid context. He always, like, whenever I go look at logs and I see what he did throughout a fight, it's like he knows what he needs to do to, uh, help the, raid as a whole have the easiest time on that fight um back on argus he started the whole 100 percent mastery build uh oh. that i i also used for argus progression uh which was really good because you could guarantee crit block every single scythe you didn't have to cool down even all the way to the fifth scythe you just use shield block and that was it uh so you could free up your cooldowns to use at other high damage moments or situations uh he was uh like Bastu said, you know, world first prot warrior for Gahoon and uh 
he was lucky that tier. I was really close. <laughs> was he using spell reflect on the bursting sores though? No, I don't think any of us were at that point. Not until we were on farm. Since you didn't, you didn't let it. They didn't want to know. Dang. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dang. That was so funny though. I saw that clip of Max doing it. He soaked two, I want to say, and two or three in that little clump, and that was some pretty good damage. And then I think it was that reset. Blizzard was like, "Oh." Yeah, oh. people started bringing like two prowl warriors and just sprint yeah. potting, running around. So yeah, it's a little mm -hmm. much. How about this one that Merrick wanted me to add into the FAQ section? What's the deal with block rating and critical block though? Potential forehead emoji. Yeah, so there's this thing that's been kind of floating around about um, like a mastery soft cap or block soft cap where. Um, so, well, so his real context, the the way um, block damage reduction works is you can't reduce more than eighty five percent. So, like crit blocks are are double, um, are double the block damage reduction than just normal blocks. So, like if you if your block gave you thirty percent DR on block, you a crit block would be sixty percent, um, and you can't go over eighty five percent at caps there. Mm -hmm. So if you had like 45% normal blocks, your crit blocks would still be 85%, not 90. Um, so there's this there's this thing that's like this thing floating around where um, if you're you, you don't want to if you go over the the 85%, then you know that's where Matt you don't want master anymore or whatever, um, and that's just like not not true. Um, there's like people are talking about the soft cap that really doesn't exist because even if you do it really doesn't matter like the the you still crit blocks are still really good and it's just like this tiny bit of percentage that you're losing it makes essentially no difference um so it's just it's just this thing that's wrong basically and more mastery is always more attack power which is more ignore pain and more thunderclap damage so well, the, I think the big thing is it's not the mastery specifically. It's like, you know, like the block rating on your shield plus Azerite ah, traits. So like, okay. uh, you know, if you have Iron Fortresses and Brace for Impacts and stuff like that, you might have like 47, 48% base block value, which obviously is overcap for critical blocks. That's still worth it. There's not a point where you get to like, you know, the 42.5 base block value mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, I want to stop here. It's still worth going past that because your base blocks are still going to be the majority of your blocks. And it's still worth bumping up that block value. Okay. It, it's still going to be worth more as, as a trait than the other traits defensively. All right. That makes a lot of sense because just in the way that you have to base your sort of your, your baseline on how much damage you're going to smooth... Because you can't always, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You can't juggle your damage smoothing on RNG crit blocks because they're not yep. going to be what you're going to teeter-totter on all the time. So, how Bring about... Bring back Notharian's Fury. Oh, well, you say I that. miss that ability. Yeah? I miss it. Hmm. What do you think about Prot Warriors DPS being considered your, or as the spec is, our utility 
Is that something Blizzard should maintain? Should utility be added for uh, if some of the reason the damage over is over nerfed in the future? Kind of a button hook onto the discussion we had before the break where your damage is sort of your big deal because all you have is just a stun, right? If stun and you have mobility, right, with intercepts, heroic leaps, that kind of stuff. But I think it's kind of a, slip, a slippery slope with what you can do with that because if the damage is too high and you have too much utility, then it's like an opposite problem, but then they knee-jerk uh, nerf you and it gets worse. Like, our utility isn't that bad. We have AoE fear. Like, uh, we can safeguard. A lot, mm-hmm. of, like, a lot of dungeons are good for safeguard, like King's Rest. That's just a, th- a free 30% DR on the, the spit gold on the first boss, the bleed on that third council boss. You can like intercept the shot on Eudora in uh, Freehold so that if someone gets targeted twice in a row, they don't die because you, you take the shot for them. There's a, there's a lot of little things like that. Like you can spare off like so much stuff on trash and all this. There's a lot of little stuff that adds up to utility. It's just not as flashy. Like say you have a blood death knight and a mob is sitting there sitting in a sanguine an archer shooting you can't move him you see him grip it out and it's a huge deal because you notice that death knight gripping something out you don't really notice like a spell reflect as much on a trash a trash group or an intercept so that a person doesn't get hit by that or whatever it's a lot of little things but we we have more than people think is my my main takeaway from that i i definitely notice the battle shouts when i accidentally always knee jerk interrupt things at my tanks is i'm gonna get this next yeah. one let it oh yep. Yeah, no, I noticed that. Uh, that's the one thing that comes up in this back and forth teeter totter of raid buffs, and probably why Blizzard felt like they had to give Warrior the battle shout back, even though that's the one thing I'd remove from the game this instant if we could. All five of those just get out. But yep. that's the one thing I think that that comes around in the community perception, and it's an interesting question due to the fact of how prevalent Prot Warrior is now in MDI. But that's mostly a damage thing, so. We'll have to see. How about uh, using Devastator makes tanking with two-hander easier since Devastate... Ne- Wait. Northern Man, what are you... T- using Devastator makes tanking with two-hander easier since Devastate needs shields. Without shield slam and shield block, could you tank BFA dungeons? No. No. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what's going on. I, I have definitely tanked a boss with a broken weapon. <laughs> And lived, oh, and and successfully tanked it. Uh-huh. I have not tanked a boss with a broken shield, and successfully mm. lived it. Uh, very key differences there. Okay. Yeah. And then, oh, is this the? Mm, I don't know about Jason's question. Three gathering storm plus ravager, the next big meta change. No, nope. ain't gonna happen. Anger <laughs> management is just too dang strong. Yeah. Because what is... I gotta look that one up. What is that? That's a trait, right? It's uh, when you use Bladestorm, which also works for Ravager, because in the other specs, Ravager replaces Bladestorm. Ah, oh, so it's an arms trait. Uh, yes, it gives you uh, increasing strength over the duration of it, and uh. for like six seconds after. Which, I mean, it's a lot of strength, but... Bit. Bit. Yeah. Okay, then. I'm going to pull the talent oh. calculator here real quick. And, Marok, you said earlier in the stream 
that there's sort of a cookie cutter build, which always exists, right? People are like, I can't wait for vanilla to come back so I can make different, but you're not going to make different builds. There's one build yep. for every class. Okay. Yep. Gosh, T don't even, th anyway, what's the, what's the, uh, sort of the standard El Clasico build right now in BFA patch 8.1.5 for the protection warrior Merrick. Walk me through it. So for the, so for the, um, Tier 30 and 75 tiers, those are like kind of personal preference because it's just utility. So those um, can be whatever, really. Um, in most situations, Crackling Thunder or Bounding Stride, but like Sen said, there's plenty of uses for Safeguard too. And then 75 tiers the same way, like all three can be useful. So um, for uh, 15 um, into the fray, you take, you just take into the fray pretty much all the time. Um, Punish is like can be good if there's not a lot of blockable damage, but there really hasn't been anything like that so far where it would be worth taking punish over into the fray. Um, and especially for for the damage portion of it into the fray is just better. Um, so yeah, into the fray, um, then like crackling thunder most of the time, especially for dungeons. Bounding strides good on like Brosticon um, and some other a couple other fights. Um, and then Unstoppable Force, of course, uh, just for the increased Thunderclap damage, um, reduced cooldown. And then Bolster is the go-to. Um, Never Surrender just kind of kind of sucks. Um, and then Indomitable, if you're like if you're a new player or just not very good at using Last Stand at, at a good time, like Indomitable would be an okay choice. Um, but Bolster is just way better if you use it correctly. Um, and then, yeah, Rumbling Earth or Stormbolt, generally speaking. A lot of people um, run Stormbolt in Mythic Plus. It's really good for specific stuns on, on certain mobs that need to be stunned. Um, Rumbling Earth is, is still good as well, though. Um, so either one there. Um, and then Blooming Voice uh, provides the most rage compared to the other two. And then Anger Management is, like, super, super good. Um, just because it, it affects Avatar and Demoralizing, demoralizing Shout. And it just gives you a lot of damage um, and survivability through that. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. The only the only talents you really ever change are those utility rows, like thirty and seventy five. You never really take anything else. Yep. Yep. That's what I what I've seen echoed out there. The uh, the old booming voice combo and opener you used to do in uh, in Legion was crazy. Because I, I have footage of myself doing that in the uh, end of Legion because then when I started testing going into BFA, that whole thing got changed because of the GCD changes and the cooldown moving and stuff like that. So that was ridiculous, though. That opener was probably one of the most button-pressy cast sequences I think of any DPS spec I've ever played. Was when you Battle kind of cry, demo, trinket, shield time, shield time, shield time, shield time, shield time, yep. shield time, shield time. <laughs> yeah, the... In and Taurus, when we had those tier bonuses, like the, I think it was the tier 21 two piece where Battlecry yep. uh, Mage Shield Slam have no cooldown and mm -hmm. just spammed it. That was that was that was fun, but kind of dumb at the awesome. same time. <laughs> <laughs> so how about we'll go around the corner here on all three of you, and then we'll end with some uh, some closing shoutouts and soapbox time. Because this question is interesting to me. What's probably the most miserable fight to be a prot warrior on in recent time? Maybe the last expansion Ooh. or two, uh, compared to the most fun to be a prot warrior on. Sense, I gotta go with you. You you know all the spell reflecting nonsense. What you got? Best fight, worst. Uh, fight? Most miserable. Yeah, probably 
Star Augur or Croesus. I would probably go with Star Augur, uh, like in like the item of appropriate gear for the instance, because back then Spell Reflect still wasn't fifty percent right. I don't think, um, yep. and it was just the majority, vast majority of guilds doing that boss were solo tanking with a Guardian Druid, uh, just because of Mark of Ursal, I think it was called, mm-hmm. and um, that was probably the most miserable experience. I went Fury for it. Uh, Main reason I did that is I solo tanked Guarm at the start of the in TOV, so we just traded off and she solo tanked um, Star Augur. Uh, best, most fun fight, uh, it's probably tied. I really enjoyed uh, Kill Jaden tanking it. Like uh, using your artifact at the proper time on the last couple of stacks of Fell Claws is super satisfying if you do it right. Um, that and Agrimar both, I think, are probably super fun with how much stuff you could block and like you could take both of those tank uh, what were they called on on Agrimar? yeah that's it you could take both of those without a sweat and it was super uh, satisfying to do that as well hmm. well how about you most miserable versus most fun uh most miserable uh probably croesus for me i actually played a brewmaster for our first croesus kill uh and then after that, I, I went back to my warrior because I knew I was going to play my warrior on later fights anyways. Uh, but I sat for Star Augur too, which turned out to be a mistake because our trial tank at the time was horrible, and I oh, should have no. just tanked instead. <laughs> That's my own mistake, though. Um, most fun, uh, I think Argus. Uh you know, it was one of those things where when you're in farm for a while, you try and do goofy stuff now and then. So I'd always tell my co-tank, I'd be like, hey, let me just see how many scythes I can take today before I die. Yeah. Uh, and so we'd do goofy stuff like that where I'd just go to like, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 scythe stacks and then wouldn't have shield block or anything up. And I'd be like, oh, I'm probably dead here. And then I'd get a lucky crit block and go one higher. Be like, oh, okay. So... <laughs> Nice. You know, that was a lot of fun. Merak, how about you? Um, yeah, I can agree with Sense and Lala on the worst fights being like Croesus and Star Augur. Um, just because back then the Warriors just did not deal with magic damage well and just got just got rocked on those fights. Uh, and for me, like Argus was really fun, Agrimar was really fun. Um Actually, going back a little further, I really liked Ursoc for some reason. I thought Ursoc was really fun. Hmm. You know, it was like one of the earlier bosses, but I liked how the uh, the taunt swaps worked on that fight. And then, I don't know, just kind of a fun boss. Um, and let's see. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. Um, there's nothing in, in um, BFA so far that has been like exceptionally fun or that stands out, honestly. Um, they're all just kind of whatever. Like it's It's all just, you know, swap at x stacks or whatever is nothing too memorable from any of those raids one thing i think it's funny you all mentioned star auger and that mechanic is back on jaya where the tank has to essentially be part of the clearing process of another mechanic which i think i brought up on star auger being actually one of the interesting points of them giving the tank more than just swap at x stacks move the boss here moments and I thought yeah. that was a fun one, but it's that, that part of it was definitely cool. It was just the constant mm. magic damage and just getting railed. Yeah. That wasn't the fun part. <laughs> Absolutely zero blockable damage is uh, not an ideal time for a warrior. Right, right, right. I like that. 
I like that. Oh, come on. Chat brings up Zool. Yeah, because <laughs> the damage doesn't matter, though. That was so pad happy. That was nonsense. It was fun, though. It was fun to do. Yeah, fun to do. Like, top of the meters. Just because you get to pad on all the Krogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm actually looking at the... So, every every couple of raid tier, once there's a, a, a break in, uh, my guild usually goes back and does, like, full sweeps of everything leading up to. So, I'm actually interested to look at before Eternal Palace comes out, going back through everything again and dunking past raid content. That'll be interesting to see how how different things are going to feel in a, about a month, a month and a half, two months from now to go back through BOD or go back through Old Deer. Uh, I don't know if we'll go back through Crucible because Unad is tuned at 425 or 420 eye level, I guess. He's going to be a little spicy. Joy. Yeah, a little bit, but... And then I guess, yeah, take us out of them. And Merrick, I'm going to start with you to go in reverse order. Do you have any closing shout-outs or anything you want to end with? Any soapbox points for the protection warriors out there and communities they're in? This is your your time. Do with it what you will. Um, not really. I guess one one thing that I think Prot more than others always kind of suffers from is, is community perception. Um, and at the beginning of, of BFA, you know, prop I would say it was regarded as like a, a bad tank spec. Sure. Um, and and they weren't like they were fine. I would say they were pretty pretty balanced actually. Um, so I don't know. Just kind of it's kind of unfortunate when that kind of thing happens, and wish people would be more more open minded and kind of understand that. You know, just because something's perceived as bad or, or whatever doesn't necessarily mean it is. Um. Or, or the other way around, like if something's perceived to be really good, it might not actually be as good as it as people think it is. It's just stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of it. Um, it's like you know, I, I think the the nerf that we just got on on UF is like minor enough where it's not gonna like sway the sway people's perception to think that project's super bad now. But um, you know, if it if the nerfs were more substantial or whatever. We'd still be fine, but I think it would kind of go back to people thinking that prod's bad or whatever. So hmm. that kind of thing is just like it's it's unfortunate when that happens. I'm being I'm um, being goaded by chat by saying you should shout out your guild WTF. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I like to give a shout out to my guild Potent. We're uh, still a dying to Jaina. That's uh, unfortunate, but same. Maybe we'll maybe we'll so, kill it. I don't yeah, know. I got you. I'm at thirteen percent. Where are you at? Um, not anywhere close to that. Sixty percent or something. Oh no! We oh no! Yeah, we're uh, we're, oh, no. we're having a bad time. I think we got to like forty-five percent or something. Oh not, no! Uh, not too good. We're, yeah, I'm quite, we're quite literally on like the last. We're on the ray bait move pivot burn to thirteen to five and a half. So we're right there. That's tomorrow for us. Yeah. Let's see, just consistency. That fight only sucks. Bit. Get that bread. I hate that fight. Yeah, I think that's a, spe a special mention for the miserable bosses. Miserable yeah, bosses. Yeah. The tank is Jaina. Just oh, no. trying to move her and all that shit. Yeah, the very unfun boss to tank. Mm. Yep. Lala, how about you for closing shout out soapbox remarks, sir? What you got? Uh, shout out to my guild, obviously lethal. A bunch of cool dudes. I really love raiding there. Uh, I became the GM of it after Old Deer, and uh, we're gonna keep going strong. So. Let's go us in 8.2 and onwards. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you, Bay, for having me on here. Thanks, Maroc, uh, for uh, you know always including me in 
fun prout stuff. Yep. Sounds good. Short and sweet. Sense, how about you? I'll just shout out my guild too. It's nerfed. I've uh, been there since what end of wrath now and i took over gm and start of cataclysm end of cataclysm um three nights a week if you want to apply go there nerf.com um yeah i'm gonna keep it short and sweet too that's about it okie dokie no no big disclaimers to throw out there to the no. communities or anything like that all right well you know I'll take that. That's not a big deal. I will then hit the ceremonial button that determines when the show ends, which is this one right here. So thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 186 of Final Boss TV on the this is the 14th of April. We're still in patch 8.1.5, just looking at the 8.2 PTR on the horizon. We'll, of course, be updating things in the future because I know the Heart of Azeroth 2.0 is going to be crazy. But, of course, just stay tuned to the Skyhold uh, Discord channel so you can know about what is changing because some of those essences are a little good. But back around again, you can go check out Sense over on Twitch at uh, Sense without the first E, but the second E is still there. You got it. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, sir. And uh, hopefully you are ready for Najatar when it comes out because of your IRL training. I, I think I'm prepared, yep. Yeah. <laughs> And there's Lala over on Twitch at Lala underscore Senpai. I can respect that. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you very much for your time on the show today, sir. Appreciate you. And there's Maroc over on Twitter at X Maroc. Just not like uppercase, lowercase, Maroc, uppercase, lowercase. You know, you should rename. Yeah. You should rebrand. Yeah. Oh. Only it wasn't taken. Oh, well. Aww. Well, thank you for coming back on the show today, sir. Helping yep. me put this together. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. But that's it for the show today. Thank you all for tuning in. Of course, if you missed it, YouTube Archive or the iTunes Stitcher and Google Play Music Audio only. We have Mistweaver Monk on the horizon coming up here soon. Mistweaver Monk, then Feral Druid, then Elemental Shaman. The Feral Druid Elemental Shaman, however, those might be bumped back a week, depending on if I put together something for Crucible of Storms World first. I don't know. It's only a two-boss raid. This is going to take a week to do because Unot's ridiculously tuned because the Stargur mechanic is back, baby! Yeah! Uh, it actually is. The polarity is back. Unot Mythic is, Simon says, in a 20-man raid setting again, in a small room. Yes. So I might do like a collaborative world second, world first show once that gets wrapped up. If there's any like controversy or any nonsense that happens in the raid, I don't know if it's going to be something that's weird. It might be done in 16 hours. Limit might get world first before Method even gets in the raid. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. So more on that in the future. But then I got to bring up Feral Druid, Mr. Monk, and, and again, Elemental Shaman, because they're all at interesting tipping points in the community right now. That's, that's the goal for the next couple of shows. And then we'll go from there. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for the show, hit me up on Twitter or on the YouTube comments down below. You've been giving me feedback and chat all day already. So we'll go with you on that one. But until next week, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. Go check out Corsair, my sponsor. Click the link. Even if you're just clicking the link and going looking at the beautiful cases, because this, I mean, why not, right? I'm putting together a huge build coming up soon with a whole lot of Corsair stuff in it. And I'll do IRL streams on that and do a quote-unquote studio tour so thank you very much for supporting the show the stream and everything in between and uh trusting your bonus rolls and your titan forging gear 
and your I guess your 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 socketed rolls because that's where all of the stuff matters now. But until next week, everybody. <laughs> bye. Oh, bye, bye. Wave. Wave bye, nice people. Wave. Wave it. Bye. Yeah. Senses are waving. I can't. Can't get. Oh, <laughs> oh I got a thumbs up. We got there. Yeah.